I think one thing that I am a really strong believer in is that performance reviews shouldn't be the only time you talk about your growth and, and career goals, right? Like they are there to help structure and have that conversation in a, in a formal way for your company. Uh, but you should be talking about those topics regularly with your manager, in my opinion. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creators. My name's Charlie. And my name's Femke. And today we're going to talk about performance reviews. And What fun! <laughs> I know, a very exciting and fun topic. Uh, we got a question in from a listener. Uh, and they asked, how important do you feel like performance reviews are? They go on to say, when I was younger in my career, performance reviews never really bothered me. I didn't take them too seriously. I remember creating my goals and objectives the <laughs> same day that I had reviews oh dear. Uh, due to management changes and me not really caring and always knowing my personal goals. But reflecting on this now, I've learned a lot about how useful and important they are even if they're not related to bonus or pay, how often do you receive and ask for feedback? So this is going to be a fun topic uh, and I'm looking forward to hearing your experience in this, Charlie, how this works at ConvertKit, how formalized versus unformalized this is because I know some companies are a lot more structured, others are a lot more laxed. Uh, but before we get into it, how are you going? We're recording this on a weekday, which is unusual for us. It's a I know it feels a weird. Monday. Yeah, how's your Monday going? <laughs> My Monday was very busy. Oh, you know what's cool is our episodes come out on a Monday, and it's actually Monday when That's we're recording. That's true. It's kind of nice. I I kind of like that. But yeah, it was a really busy day, and. Um, this is going to be my last thing for the day. Then I'm going to just sign off, eat some food and like lie on the sofa reading for a bit, I think, to, to end my evening. <laughs> nice. I'm jealous because this is it's still not quite lunchtime for me. So still morning and I have a busy week. It's a four day work week uh, because there is Easter and one of my colleagues is away. And so I'm stepping in for him and his projects. So I feel like I'm doing the work of two people on a four day work week. Mm. So I'm feeling, Oof. I'm feeling busy, but, uh, it's, it's good to be busy too. You know, I'd prefer being busy than like the opposite. So yeah, that makes sense. But let's get into today's topic. And I, I honestly laughed when I read this listener's question about the like, <laughs> I don't know, creating the objectives on the day the review was done. You, I mean, you, you mentioned wondering how things work in ConvertKit. That would not be possible at ConvertKit <laughs> to like fake objectives like that on the last minute. Uh, you know, just it would it would be too obvious and it's not how we do things. But yeah, the general sense of just not being bothered by performance reviews is interesting because it is something that a lot of people really do stress about. And to me, I get a sense that when this listener was earlier in their career, they just didn't like get value from performance reviews, one thing, mm. or understand how they could get value from them in general. I think to answer this listener's question at a high level, they are important. Yes. I think <laughs> that like performance reviews are important in that they're an opportunity for you to receive feedback on your work. They're also an opportunity to level set with, with your manager on where you're at in terms of your performance. Uh, and, you know, often there's sometimes the opportunity for them to contribute towards things like bonuses, pay, promotion, yeah. which in my opinion are, are very important things. Um, so I do feel like they are important. Uh, I think 
I have experienced at different companies, different cadences of performance reviews. And I feel like the more frequent performance reviews are, the less I, I wouldn't say the less I care about them, but the less like weight I put on them because they're so frequent versus when they're like only once or twice a year, they feel like really important. Like this is the one chance for feedback for the next six to 12 months. Like there's a lot more weight I feel on them versus like the the more regular cadence, like lighter touch point performance reviews. Wait, okay. Tell me more about this. So you've been in a company where you had performance reviews more than twice a year? Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's also, I've experienced where it's like, maybe you have the official performance reviews twice a year, but quarterly you have this like informal unsolicited review or like uh, feedback. Yep, yep. Uh, and that's sometimes been confusing to me because I'm like, well, how does that tie into the like more formal mm. review later? Yeah, it's interesting. I honestly, I see a lot of red flags in this listener's message. Not like, I'm not saying the listener is a red flag. I'm saying in the companies that they've worked at, which I don't know what they are because this is anonymous. But if a company is like, if the setting for your performance reviews is such that you can like, create some objectives and say you met them on the day that your review is due (laughs) or if like you're not feeling bothered by them they're not like creating any value for you that is a bit of a red flag to me because that is a sign that as a company they're not taking this process seriously or doing a very good job with it quite frankly if you're not getting value from it I have been in a role in the past where I did not have a performance review (laughs) The whole time I worked at the company. Oh my god! And I look back now and I'm like, that was a red flag. At the time I was like, this is great. I'm just ghosting along. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. No one's questioning anything. But now I know like, okay, no performance review was no chance to check in on the expectations that my manager had for me. And if I was meeting or exceeding them, that's a chance for me to ask for a raise, right? Because I also didn't get a raise the whole time I was at that company. Mm. Um, and I think those two things are related. related. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I also I'm I'm surprised by this listener's comment on the fact that the the earlier in the career they they were, the less they felt bothered by performance reviews. I feel like I've I've actually experienced a little bit the opposite where I feel like the earlier on in my career I was, the the more I really cared about them because I I was like I was putting a lot of weight on them. Yeah. To like be reflective of my performance and especially Mm. the first one or two at a new company, you're like, oh my gosh, like, am I meeting the expectations? I don't know. Maybe I'm completely off the rails and they think I'm doing a really bad job. Uh, So I feel like I used to over prepare and over stress earlier in my career around like setting my goals, making sure I'm meeting them, documenting all of my, my progress and my impact and my projects. Uh, now I'm a little bit more relaxed, um, but I do feel like it also depends if I'm getting close to a promotion as yeah. to how much importance I put on it, right? Like, yep. you know, if I'm going up for a promotion or getting close, I'm definitely going to place more importance over it and and put more effort into it versus like, oh, cool, I, I just got a promotion and like maybe now it's just a check-in, make sure I'm doing good. But, you know, without that stress of like, trying to get to the next level. That makes sense. I'm thinking about my most recent performance review. Um, so at Convoca, we do them where like you write a review, your manager writes a review, and then you kind of like meet to discuss the right. differences or like things, themes you noticed, I don't know, in it. 
and um my manager actually <laughs> left or like was was leaving the company and uh. announced that after i had written my review but before we met to talk through the results and i noticed a huge difference in how i felt about that review and the importance i was giving it once i knew that my manager was leaving i just was like well this is going to have not much consequence and right. i think i felt like that because i knew that it would be very hard for any changes to come about as a result of this review in terms of like my level my role my conversation whatever because my manager was leaving right so um I wonder if and what you were saying about promotions and how they have more weight to you when you're like up for a promotion. It seems like if we feel like action will result based on a performance review, then we're going to take it more seriously. We're going to invest more time in it and we're going to get more value out of it ultimately if we believe that something could happen based on this performance review. Yeah. Managers leaving can be really disruptive. Uh, I, I have experienced it where my manager left in the middle of a performance review cycle. And so I you were going to say in the middle of a review, like you were talking and they were like, I'm leaving. <laughs> not, not quite so literally in that moment, but during the cycle and uh, I got a new manager, obviously. And I had maybe like incorrectly assumed that like the managers had done a clean handoff and had talked to each other and like right. were on the same page. Uh, only to learn like later on that that didn't quite happen and my new manager like hadn't reached out to me to discuss my performance review and like what my expectations were around it so it was only when I heard the results of my performance review that I learned that like there wasn't a clean handoff there between the two managers and I was really disappointed I'll be honest I, I, I was pretty disappointed in that and I think that was a lesson for me and like a good reminder of like okay no one cares about my career more than I do. And like, I should yeah. have made the effort to make sure that that conversation had been had, or if not to offer having that conversation with my new manager. Uh, so yes, I, I have experienced this disruption in management changes on performance reviews and it sucks and it can be really disappointing. In that situation, I would say you, you definitely didn't do anything wrong there, right? Like, I don't think it should have been on you to have that conversation. Ideally not, but, no. Yeah. Yeah. But I do like what you're saying that if something isn't happening that you need to like for your career, right. then you have to make it happen. Yes, yeah. exactly. Don't assume it's happening. <laughs> that is on you to try. Mm -hmm. That's an example of obviously a performance review that didn't go the way you wanted it and that perhaps you didn't get the value that you needed from it mm. um, because, you know, someone left in the middle of it and the conversations weren't had. But if you can think about performance reviews where you have like finished up the cycle and felt like, yes, that went well. Either I got the feedback that I really needed, I got the result I was hoping for. I don't know, what, yeah. what have been some of the factors that led to a really good performance review cycle for you? Yeah, I guess the time I got a promotion was a good performance review cycle <laughs> yeah. uh, a few years ago. And I'm trying to think back now. So I think my manager and I were in sync about going up for the promotion, right? Like that's a conversation mm -hmm. we had had together. Like this is what we want to do. Before I, the performance review cycle. Before, happened. yeah, going yep. into it. So that way I wrote my self-reflection because it's something that mm -hmm. we had to do as part of the process. I wrote my self-reflection in the context of like, 
sort of talking about why I felt I was ready for that next level. Um, And I think I also had a section around like how I'm demonstrating the next level of competencies and things like that. Mm. And I had the support of my manager, like had them review that document, had them help contribute and provide edits and things like that. So it felt like we were on the same team, right? Like we, we were kind of going in into this together with mutual support, uh, which I think, you know, kicked it off really well. Um, in terms of then actually like getting the feedback and things like that. So, okay. Backtracking when we get the feedback, it's like written feedback from our peers. And so sometimes it's like 10 pages of like written, written feedback. And what I really liked was that my manager would go through and highlight uh, bits for discussion. Nice. Uh, so we would then have like a one-on-one together where we'd go through the feedback together. They'd present it to me and we'd focus on sort of like the highlighted bits and discuss them. Uh, and that was really, really helpful. A lot more, like a lot more strategic than like, here's a 10 page document of feedback. Like, what do you think? Like, I don't know. Mm. I don't know what I think. This is overwhelming. Uh, this is a lot of feedback so to much. read. <laughs> yeah. So I really liked that approach too. Um, And that felt like we, those then eventually turned into like goals or like things to improve Mm. or keep working on for next time or like wins, things that went really well. Uh, So yeah, that's, that's what came to mind when I thought of like a successful performance review. Yeah. I think that for me, it's, it's something similar. The the performance reviews I felt best about have been ones where I really felt like my manager was being intentional about it that they knew and understood how I wanted to grow and their review reflected that and it had really clear actionable feedback um yeah it's sad to say honestly that not every review I've had has had really clear actionable feedback yeah um I've I've sometimes felt like my reviews have been this is gonna sound braggy I've sometimes felt they've been too positive (laughs) and that I'm like okay that's nice that you think I'm valuable but like what am I work like? What have I got to do to get yeah. to the next level? What can then? I work on? That I'm like, yeah, good to go. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um. So I really appreciate clear, actionable feedback. And as a manager now, I've sort of been able to take you know what I've found useful in performance reviews and try and give them to my team as well. Um. As I'm hearing myself say this, I feel like before our next performance review cycle at ConvertKit, which will I think kick off in June. I want to talk to my team and and ask them this question maybe about like what performance review, like what are the factors that have led to one that you felt really good about that have been really useful for you so that I can make sure I'm like looking out for opportunities to give that to them in this next one. But yeah, I I do try to be intentional about clear, actionable feedback, um, referencing their goals and their progress towards them. And yeah, the conversation that we have is meant to be largely driven by the direct report at ConvertKit. It's like, right. well, what do you want to talk about from your review that you've read? I see. Um, but I also made sure that I prepared things that I wanted to make sure that we talked about like in person, well, on a Zoom call <laughs> yeah, as well. Um, so that, you know, they would know that I've also prepared for this call and I'm not just showing up and, you know, doing it off the cuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being prepared. I think one thing that I am a really strong believer in is that 
performance reviews shouldn't be the only time you talk about your growth and and career goals, right? Like they are there to help structure and have that conversation in a a formal way for your company. Uh, But you should be talking about those topics regularly with your manager, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always had with my managers like uh, every like four or six weeks, like a career dedicated one-on-one where we talk just about my goals and my career. Uh, In every one-on-one, we have a section uh, in our in our little one-on-one template that's like dedicated to career so if I have any questions or things I want to bring up like that space is there mm-hmm. um, and I found that like the more open and honest and regular you're having these conversations with your manager the more set up for success you're, you're likely to be when it comes to performance review time and like ideally performance review time shouldn't be the moment when you start sitting down and thinking, oh, what are my goals? Or like, oh, yeah. what, what yeah. is the impact what I've had I have this year? What should I have been working on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I try to keep a running, uh, like a living, breathing document of all of my projects, my impact, my success, my goals. So that way, when it comes to performance review time, I'm not starting from a blank slate. Like I've been documenting that. I'm, I'm ready to pull it over and talk about the impact. Uh, so yeah, I think it should be a, a regular topic of conversation and not just waiting for that one or two times a year. Yeah, which um, directly answers this listener. They ended their question by saying, how often do you receive and ask for feedback? And so for you, it sounds like, well, I don't know, actually talking about your career is different from re- asking for feedback. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How often do you do that with your manager? Um, like directly, directly ask for feedback. Yeah, directly asking for feedback not often, but sometimes I will maybe ask for their like thoughts on how a project is going. So like mm. maybe that's sort of asking the same thing in a different way, but I'll be like, oh, yeah. how did you think the review of this thing went this week? Or like, oh, do yep. you have any advice on or, or thoughts on how this project is going and, and what I could maybe do next? So like, yeah, not directly asking for feedback, but like bringing up those kinds of questions to help facilitate a bit of it. Yeah, that makes sense. I wonder if this too is, I mean, like we talked about being earlier in our careers, um, for both of us, our experience was that performance reviews were like more of an event. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, compared to later or like they're more of an event closer to a promotion. Yeah. I feel like I I was more, ask, I was asking for feedback more often when I first moved into this manager role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every single one-on-one I was asking my manager for feedback on the way I'd handled something, asking how it was doing or like, yeah, I was asking for a lot of it. And I'm kind of just now realizing that I haven't really done that recently and um, maybe I should. Maybe because you're feeling more confident. Yeah, maybe I'm feeling more confident, but also I don't want that to make me feel like I don't want to get too... Relaxed? No, that's not the word. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Complacent. I think that's a better word. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to get too complacent about it. What I did do recently, though, was ask my the people on my team for feedback. Mm. So I I like was thinking about um, the impact that I see the one on one meetings I have with them having, and feeling like I feel like these could be like more valuable. I feel like they're perhaps not valuable enough. They're devolving more into status updates. And so I asked them for feedback on like, how are they going for you? And it was really interesting to hear their answers. Um, so yeah, that's a reminder to ask them for feedback more often as well, not just my manager. Mm, yes, very true. Uh, an exercise I like to do uh, occasionally with my manager 
outside of performance review cycles, but like just to kind of gut check and like level set on where I'm at. If I'm, if my goal is to get to the next level is Mm -hmm. doing a like comparison exercise where we each kind of score my performance on Mm. my current level and the next level competencies. And I've done this a few times, uh, just often when I'm like curious to see what, like how my manager thinks I'm performing. And if we're like, on the same wavelength about how ready I feel for the next level. And so that's been a really, really great exercise for me to do between cycles so that I can get a heads up early of like, okay, like I thought I was doing really well in this competency, but it seems like they they think I'm still developing in that area. Mm. So what can I do before the next review cycle to like boost that up? Or let's have a conversation around why we're not aligned on that skill. Uh, So that's a fun exercise I like to do now and then. I love that you took the initiative to ask them to do that. How did you facilitate that? Like, how did you, did you use a fig jam or something to to both plot on a line? So I I didn't come up with this. One of my managers in the past did this exercise with me Mm -hmm. and I've like just adopted it and like continued on with it in my career. Um, But honestly, it's a, it's a spreadsheet. So I have like the competencies on the left. I have like my score, my manager's score in the top and then there's like a scale of like one to five one meaning you know underperforming five meaning exceeding whatever and then uh we individually score so intentionally we like hide each other's columns because I don't want to be biased to like what they're scoring me on and vice versa so then it's like this kind of reveal at the end right um yeah so that's that's how I structure it Nice. Okay, that sounds really useful. Maybe a few people can pick that up as a tip from this. Yes, hot tip, hot tip. (laughs) Yeah, I love the that again, Fem. To me, like even just thinking to ask your manager about that shows you taking ownership over your career, right? Um, Which is important because, like you said at the beginning, even though it was a really like kind of negative, honestly, situation that made you realize it, Mm. you are in charge of your own career and. Yeah, nobody else is going to care about it at the level that you do. Yeah. Even if your manager is fantastic and cares about you greatly, your career is not their top top priority at the end of the day. They probably have other people on the team and like why should they prioritize you over yep. anyone else on the team, for example? Like they can't play favorites like that. So, yeah, if there's something you need and feedback you need to to grow or, you know, prove you're at the next level, you've got to ask for it. Yeah. And I think also like Companies are more likely to reward consistency, right? Over like mm. a one-off, like excel, like one-off moment where you're excelling. So, like yep. you know, if you're if you're regularly not caring about performance reviews, and then oh my gosh, suddenly you're up for promotion, and now you're like really really caring. Uh, mm. Just consider the message that that might send, right? So I feel like you're better setting up yourself up for success if you're like consistently showing that you you really care about this you're putting in the effort you're making incremental progress towards that goal versus like that one-off you know like now I'm really gonna yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) so I would just keep that in mind as well yeah and like from a manager perspective obviously you can't speak for all managers but I definitely go back and read past performance reviews from each of my team members and like the ones I wrote for them as well before I like finalize Mm. the review. I don't do it as a starting point, but it's like something I refer to as part of my review writing process is like, okay, I'm giving them this feedback. Did I give this to them last time as well? Like have we already talked about this? Yeah. And and, you know, I refer back to it and see how it went. So yeah, they, they kind of are important. Yeah. Cause it's an indicator of progress, right? Exactly. And like, 
getting critical feedback in one review is one thing. But if it is something that comes up time and time again, uh-huh. then that is also like, you know, on that side as well, a sign that this is a clear thing you need to work on and that you're not making progress in this area. And so it's probably going to be the thing that holds you back from being promoted. Um, and yeah, you should look for those patterns. <laughs> very, very true. Yeah. Have you ever been, well, I guess you mentioned earlier, you worked at a company where there were, there was no performance reviews. Um, have you been in a situation where like maybe there is performance reviews, but there's not much structure and like you've had to really take ownership and control of like your growth and performance at a company or has there always been either like absolutely nothing or at least something? I am trying to remember what reviews were like when I worked at zero and I cannot for the life of me. I think that I've just been in my career too long now and can't can't remember remember things Yeah, from that logo, which is kind of bad. But I'm sure that I, what I am sure of is that ConvertKit's process is the most structured that I've experienced. I'm also sure that I took zero ownership of my career while I was at zero though. Mm. I don't remember ever really like advocating for myself or any certain thing apart from moving to to London that was the one time where I was like no I need to like prove my worth and be like you want me to be in this role so that I could make this country shift but yeah that was probably honestly a mistake I made earlier in my career was not understanding yeah that was something I could do and that should I should be doing yeah it's so hard earlier in your career like having the the confidence to speak up about that um Mm -hmm. when I worked at Atomic the startup there was like 15 people in this whole company so zero structure for things like this I had a goal to move from the more like marketing side into product design and all I did was just tell them I wanted to do that and I just kept kept saying and kept asking and that was all that I did and like Mm -hmm. I guess at the time I didn't know what else I could be doing now in hindsight I'm like I could have really like tried to create a growth plan for myself or like better advocated on like why I would be valuable in the product team, you know, like taking on some of the projects, taking on some more initiative. Yeah. Instead Mm -hmm. of just constantly, you know, asking for it, like how could I have better proved that I was ready or, or why, why it would be worth doing. So yeah, hindsight. And I feel like also I was so young in my career. I just, I would, I didn't think of doing something like that. Um, Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's hard. I like that. I like that you thought about that. That's one of the, um, uh, I can't remember where it initially came from, but I'm pretty sure it was from Reboot, which is like a coaching company that we work with at ConvertKit. We've had a few sessions with them. And there's a question they ask to that you can like reflect on in a difficult situation, which is how am I complicit in the things that I say I don't want? Oh, I think that's how it's phrased. Yeah, but yeah, like yeah, that's what you were just answering just then right? right is like you're saying well I was complicit in this because all I did was ask I didn't take that initiative I didn't right. take action and push it further um, so yeah that is a really good question to ask yourself if you're feeling like your performance reviews aren't valuable enough that you're not growing you're not getting the chance to like prove yourself how are you complicit in that mm-hmm. are you even if your company doesn't have a super structured process and like ask the best questions to pull out a chance for you to like brag on what you've achieved. Can you work that in some other way? Can you make sure that the people who are making these promotion decisions know about the stuff you've been doing and that you deserve it? I think that's such a good takeaway to end on. Uh, And a good question that I think we should always be asking ourselves, right? Not Mm, just at mm -hmm. the early stages in our career. 
Uh, so thank you for sharing that little word of wisdom. Of course. And thanks to this listener for emailing in and like, you know, spurring this topic. We have done a previous episode about performance reviews. It was back in March 2020. And we all know we were doing many different things <laughs> back in March 2020. So maybe some of you didn't hear it, but it was episode 178. If you want to go back and listen to that, you'll hear me and Femme talk more about the exact structure behind the performance reviews that we've been doing. At this stage, Femme was still at Uber and I was still an IC at ConvertKit. Yeah. But yeah. You can hear more about that side of things if you're interested. Great. And you can listen to that on designlife.fm. Follow us on Twitter mm-hmm. at Design Life FM and send us in your topic requests. Yes, please do, especially if it's a good meaty topic like this one. Yeah, we <laughs> love it. We love it. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week, fam. Bye. Bye.